BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's not a Toronto thing. It's a sports fans thing. And I guess, and I also know that you're not ever going to change... So I'm just putting it out there. It's the Ryder fans get their hopes up too high. And Shohei Otani was never going to Toronto. And it's, it's, it's a longer story than we have time for here now. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, it is. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. And we're back at it on a Tuesday Did I just lose internet? Hello? What happened? I'm good. Okay, the, the music died. Hey, we're off to a great start, aren't we? How about that? Oh, wow. I like it. Yeah, well, I'm live in the swamp, as you can see. Moose is in Toronto, Hogtown, as they say. Way to go, Tuna. You screwed it up for everybody. What a start. Can we bring in Moose? Is he here? My God, we're a slick running operation <laughs> today, Moose. What do you think? How do you like us so far, everybody? What do you say, Moose, with that open? We are off and running. I mean, if that doesn't sum up what we're all about, then uh, I don't know what will. Ah, uh, yeah. And I'm fixing my earplugs, too, and, and away we go. Listen, coming up on the program today, from the Deep Left Field podcast, Mike Wilner, the ageless host of Jay's Talk. We're not done with the Otani stuff. We may never be done, okay, with the Otani talk. And uh, Kevin Killer Kaminsky will be joining us, NHL veteran, veteran fighter, and the head coach and general manager of the LaRange Ice Wolves as we talk SJHL as part of our sponsorship commitment with one of my favorite sports leagues in the world. So we've screwed around enough. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Whoever's doing it back there. Tuna. Clark. Whoever it is, I think, it, I think it's Tuna. Listen, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. And I don't know if you've noticed. I was talking to Joe this morning and I said, when we talk NFL, our comments go up, our viewership goes up, everything goes up. It's hot, baby. And Monday Night Football, Tommy DeVito threw a 32-yard pass to one Dale Robinson to set up Randy Bullock's 37-yard field goal as time expired. And the New York Giants upset Green Bay 24-22 in NFL play Monday night to hand the Packers their first ever December loss under head coach Matt LaFleur, who took over in 2019, as you know. The Giants moved the ball with Tommy DeVito, 57 yards and eight plays after Jordan Love threw a six-yard touchdown pass to Malik Heath with 133 to play. And as if that wasn't enough, 
here in Miami. I had to stay up for this one. I didn't go to the game, Moose, because as you know, the television shows a lot more things that you don't see in the stadium. But rookie Will Levis threw for a career high 327 yards and directed two touchdown drives in the final four and a half minutes. And the Tennessee Titans rallied to stun Miami 28-27, knocking the favored Dolphins from the ranks of the, un well, not the unbeatens, but the number one seed in the AFC. Titans held Miami's explosive offense in check for most of the game, but still fell behind by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Listen, I know you got all your thoughts and your takes, and because you're the biggest Titans fan that I know, have you heard the highlights, the radio calls by chance of the Titans radio crew of the game last night? Have you heard them or seen them? Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans. Absolutely. I've, I watched all of it. You have? No, no. Did you listen to his calls? Have you heard them? Not the radio call of the touchdowns, no, but the TV broadcasting. That's what, that's what I was asking, if you heard the radio calls of the Titans guy. So look, everybody's talking about it. So a couple things that I want to mention to you before we get to our poll question, which pertains to that. This morning, Moose, 6 a.m., Johnny O's gymnasium, Serena's coach in the class. I go to participate in the class. Not well, but I'm there. 90% of the battle showing up. And Johnny O was there, and all he wanted to talk about was the games, right, last night, which we'll get into our analysis of that. And Tommy DeVito and the chicken cutlets, and everything's great. Tommy Cutlets, here's the funny thing. Serena, she was coaching the class. She was striding across the gym with her hair down, not up. Johnny O goes, oh, she looks good. I'm like, yeah. No, real good. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> And he says, did you stay up to watch the Titans and the Dolphins? I said, yes, I stayed up to watch it. And he asked for my assessment. And I said, I'm certainly no football ex expert. I've, uh, and I want yours assessment. But I've known, watched enough and been around long enough to know that the Titans came in and brutalized them. You don't just tackle Tyreek Hill. You throw him to the ground. And you rough up Jalen Waddle a little bit too. You give him the business. They came in and physically brutalized the Tennessee Titans. That's what I saw. And Will Levis did not let late turnover, a late fumble by him affect him. It tells me he's very mentally strong. Jeff Reinbold called it on this show yesterday. Reinbold said he's the guy to watch tonight in the game. Will Levis, and he did it. So maybe it wasn't that big of an upset to you. What was your take on that game? It was a big, it was an upset to me for sure. I, I still think it was, but Tennessee's interesting. The game was in prime time and they're a team, although there's been some heat on Mike Vrabel, their coach this year, they're a team that, you know, plays to the coach and that, that kind of characteristics of Mike Vrabel is you're always going to be in the fight, always going to be in the fight. This team, instead of being five and eight could very well be eight and five. A couple of, there was an overtime loss. There was a, you know, one point loss in week one. There were some close games, but they always play physical, play tough. And the one thing that they do in prime time is they rise to the moment. The one thing I thought was big is they've been really bad in the red zone on both sides of the football. They were really good defensively in the red zone, and they finished drives late in the football game, which was impressive and kind of uncharacteristic from how the year's gone. Well, that's what you got to love about football. I put it in my commentary today. And by the way, I talked to Hurricane Huber at Country, uh, Cat Country 98 that carries my show in Saskatchewan. And um, in the commentary today, I said, listen, hockey is my number one sport, but football's better. 
It's better for a variety of reasons. I think a lot of hockey people would even tell you football's better for a variety of reasons. There's a, there's a position for every body size, right? There's greater stories. The players are more colorful. That's just a fact. If you're offended, to, to take it somewhere else because it's true. And the reason I say, let me just finish this up with Johnny O. You mentioned Mike Vrabel, and I said it to Johnny. I believe teams take on the personality of their coach. It's been proven time after time in every sport. I'm with you. Vrabel is a tough SOB. The Titans are tough. Look at the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel is a little nerd. We all know it. He's an offensive genius for sure. But does he look like he wants to get cold or he wants to get roughed up? No. Titans came in and brutalized the Dolphins. And it's interesting because this morning on ESPN, the headline was, was this just a bad game for the Dolphins or is it a bad sign? And I think we knew all year that the Dolphins just didn't want to play in nice weather. They want to score 70 points, right? They want to play a finesse game. But when you come in and physically brutalize them, they don't like it. And that's the blueprint. And the Titans, uh, I guess, showed the path to beating them. Now, as far as the great stories go, I know my guy Chris Sanford's watching right now. Chris from the Bronx, you met him. And he's been all over me the last couple of days about Tommy Cutlets. And I'm like, I'm not... I have no idea really what you're talking about, Chris, other than Tommy DeVito. I haven't paid attention to that. i got enough to pay attention to. Trying to stay on top of the NHL, the CFL news, God knows what else. But he's the Giants fan. And we actually bet. I told you we had a bet on the game last night. I'm like, I didn't think there was any way that the Giants were going to win. They never win. Well, they did. I just said how. Tommy Cutlets moved him 57 yards in eight plays to get into position for the game-winning field goal. And listen, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I already did once on the Titans radio calls thing. I didn't know what the Tommy Cutlets thing was. I had to look it up. So the story is great story. I love, it almost made me want to go to New York. Almost, but not. Tommy lives 12 minutes. The quarterback for the Giants lives 12 minutes from the stadium. He's only there because the other guys can't play, right? T-Mobile. Uh, Daniel Jones. He shouldn't even be playing Tommy DeVito. He lives 12 minutes away with his parents. You saw all this, right? And he's just Joe New York. He's like the second coming of uh, our guy Namath, right? And they're like, why do you live with your parents? He's like, why wouldn't I? My mom makes my bed. She makes my supper. And they're like, well, what is, what is she like? He goes, well, I really like her chicken cutlets. How about that? Boom! A star is born! Tommy Cutlets, and he can play football, but I don't know where he played college, and that's why the football people get really upset at guys like me and you and everybody else that's in front of a microphone. We're not scouts. I don't know where Tommy DeVito came from. I didn't know. I didn't, couldn't pick this guy out from Adam until he started quarterback the New York Giants three games ago. And now he's the biggest thing in New York. I think it's a hell of a story, man. And that's what makes football fun. There's not a lot of great stories in other sports like that. Great story. Um, and then did you see his agent on the sideline? The fedora on and the black suit. I heard about his it. What he, yeah, is that guy for real or did he think it was Halloween? No, no, no. I think he's for real. Um, the agent down there. That was the best part. He was down on the sideline, and he's sitting there. He wanted to be on the sideline because he's going to sock the Giants for a lot of money now. He's ready to sign the extension last night. So that's a good story. And for DeVito, he's athletic. He can run, took a couple shots. And I should have mentioned this at the beginning. The other good story last night 
was the Titans winning and kind of a, call it a miracle, two touchdowns in the last three minutes on the heels of yep. uh, one of their legends, Frank Wycheck passing away at 52 years old. Frank caught the Music City miracle, right? Ran it in for the touchdown or he threw it. He threw the Music City miracle uh, play that beat the Bills. So it was yep. nice fitting that on the week that he passed away, they won in kind of dramatic fashion too. Wasn't that the day that you became a Titans fan? That day, the Music City Miracle? Yeah. Or did I have that wrong? Yeah. That was exciting. the time. Well, yeah. and yeah. And uh, Chris from the Bronx was texting me, how about the agent? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was watching the Dolphins game. Like, I can't, but I tell you, I can't. I'm physically or mentally incapable of watching two games at once. I've tried, I can't. So I just settle in on one. But you do miss out on a lot of stuff when you do that. So it's a hell of a story. And before we move on to other stuff, our poll question today is for our friends at Key Auto Group, as it is every day at the Key Auto Group. You can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. The question very simply is, what was the biggest upset on Monday Night Football last night? The Dolphins falling to the Titans or the Packers losing to the Giants, and if I go back and look at our odds, the Packers were favored by six and a half. This was from Friday when we played Deal or No Deal for Bet Regal. Packers were favored by six and a half. Dolphins favored by 13 on Friday by Bet Regal, and I think by Monday it swelled to 14. And so, based on math and trust the science, as they say, they would say the biggest upset of the night was the Dolphins game, which the, was the third largest upset in Monday Night Football history. I saw this morning. Um, that's exciting. Now I'm going to move on, Darren. Thank you for your analysis and fun on that. We invite audience participation as well. The Sober Carpenter text line is open, 902-518-3033. Speaking of Sober Carpenter and Sober Things, Darren knows this. Nobody else does, but had a very exciting opportunity presented to me uh, by the Sober community. That's all I'm going to say for the Super Bowl 2024 in Las Vegas. What is it? Super Bowl 58, I think. Yeah, I was very excited about that. Looks like we're going to be there doing events at the Super Bowl. My God, you think it was 11-11, Moose. It's all coming together. And we're going to spend this entire opening segment on the NFL. Then next segment, we'll move over to NHL and more on the Shohei Otani thing. But the officials and the officials' backers, the ref backers, they got to me. And I don't mean in a bad way. They flipped me. I, they, they, I was wrong, you know. Oh, and by the way, uh, I got a text here on the Sober Carpenter text line. Dallas Robinson writes in, and he says, I just found your show on cable in Vancouver. It's great, great Canadian analogy on speed limits. Great show on TV, signed Dallas Robinson. His father, Gail, is a legend and former radio station manager at CKCK Regina, but then a real estate guy in, Las, uh, in Phoenix and Scottsdale, Dallas. And so that was my thing about, ah, come on, you go a little bit over the speed limit, you got a buffer. And what the official backers were saying, the ref backers were like, you either broke the law or you didn't, which is usually what I say. They're like, if you're six inches over or a yard over, you were over. And I, it, it, in the aftermath, Darren, the 48 hours since Sunday's game, Andy Reid and Mahomes are getting dumped on by, like, everybody for the way that they acted. 
Have you, are you seeing that? Because yeah. I am. Of course. And I don't condone it the way they acted. I thought it was childish and immature and unprofessional. And it made me really think a little less of Patrick Mahomes. But then he came out and apologized. And I think that was yesterday. And the apology made me love Patrick Mahomes again. He's like, look, I need to be a better role model. There's kids watching. You know, I can't be acting like that. I don't agree with the call, but I have to, you know, be a better person and, and have my emotions in check. And he said he felt really bad for the way he interacted with Josh Allen. Josh had nothing to do with the play. That shouldn't have been the way they embraced after the game to say good game and congratulations and hope you're doing well. So I appreciated the reflection, but I don't think I'm flipped on the call yet. I, I've heard all the analysis. I don't think I'm flipped yet. You meant you th- you don't think it was a penalty then, or should have been called? It Give was me a the penalty. Five... But you don't think it should have been called? That's right. Don't write a ticket because I'm five kilometers over the speed limit. Don't. Okay. I I think <laughs> oh, no, that one bugs no. me. I got flipped by everybody. Don't flip me back. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 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 Mm. By the way, I'm wearing the Swamp uh, shirt in honor of the Florida Gators. We're going to be in Gainesville coming up uh, two weekends from now. I'm very excited about that. But they're on the news, and it has a CFL um, connection. We'll get to that later on in the sports update. So to the NHL story, NBA, Otani, and more when we come back. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit EMJ. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Marketing.com. Okay, we're back at it. Hey, by the way, we're excited to partner up with our good friends at Seat Giant again. If you're tired of paying U.S. dollars for Canadian tickets or to watch Canadian sports teams, check out Seat Giant. Use the promo code RP Show for special discounts from viewers of your favorite 
daytime sports talk show. Okay, Moose is with us, and I'm going to switch over to NHL here right away, Moose. But I'll just say this. It might have been, it was the biggest upset of the night of the two, the Titans win. But it wasn't the best story. And I'm sitting there, just do a Google Tommy DeVito agent. And this is why it's such a great story. And I know you have not yet been to New York, but you're going to be going at some point in your life. It's a really cool place. I don't want to live there. It's fun to visit, however, and especially for football. And there's a photo in the New York Post today of Tom DeVito, Tommy's dad. He was tailgating (laughs) at the damn game. The quarterback's dad was in the parking lot tailgating, which he does every game. Like, we've had a lot of popular New York athletes. And Chris from the Bronx, if you're watching, you got to help me with this. But they're not from New York. Who's, like, Mike Tyson is, but that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, how many are from there? Broadway Joe is from uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. You know what I mean? All the great This is Vince Papali. We're all Canadians. This is Vince Papali from Philadelphia. Exactly. You're from there, you work at the bar, you get the tryout, you make the team, right? Like, this is exactly what this is. Uh, DeVito. It's fantastic, Tommy DeVito. I don't know where the hell he came from. The football people will have to help me out with that. And enjoy it while you can. Like, he seems like a good kid. I mean, him standing at the microphone, he made some comment about, I don't know if you saw his post-game interview. He's like, good for business. He's smiling. His teeth are bright white. He's everything you want. And I I hope it's more than a 15 minutes of fame because I'm old enough to remember when Dustin Crum was the second coming of Doug Flutie, the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterback, and how did that go? So, uh, by the way... People, the new viewers, and we're getting them from all over. We get messages from people all over that are just discovering our show. Rod in Kamloops, B.C., Trend Home, <laughs> wrote in yesterday afternoon and said, what's the big CFL news? You're going to have to understand, everybody, I'm a squirrel. You need to stay on me. And Darren, dare I say, is worse. Because remember, yesterday I said, we need, we got big CFL news coming up. We never said what it was. Forgot. So the big news was that the BC Lions are bringing back their entire coaching staff for 2024. And if you follow football, that is really big news. Okay. But we are a Canadian show, as you can see, on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio and streaming. So we'll continue now with the hockey story, and it's not the best story as we go from here. Nathan McKinnon's goal at 15:30, the third period, snapped a 5-5 tie and lifted the Colorado Avalanche to a 6-5 victory over the Calgary Flames Monday night. The Avs trailed 5-3 heading into the final period, but scored three unanswered goals. The Colorado comeback overshadowed a strong game by former Avalanche Nazem Kadri, who had a goal, assist, and five shots on goal. And in New York. Across town, Bo Horvat scored 46 seconds into overtime as the Islanders won their third straight NHL game by edging uh, the visiting Leafs 4-3. Morgan Riley scored with seven seconds to go in regulation to tie it. Uh, John Tavares had reached his 1,000 points. Kyle Palmieri, Brock Nelson, and Casey Sezikis also scored for the Isles while Austin Matthews and Tavares added goals for the Leafs. So let's spend a minute on that. There are a couple of the games, but these are the main ones. And before we get to your Leafs, 
point, by the way, a point on the road, you got to be happy with that. We all say, if you can win all your games at home, go 500 on the road, you're going to be a damn good team. And to me, that's what the Leafs are. But with the Flames thing, I feel bad-ish. Not totally bad, but I see what their media and what their fans are saying on social media now, Darren, about, how, well, at least it was a good game for Kadri, as I just pointed out. I, these guys had good games, but you blew a three-goal lead in the third. And Calgary, they know hockey. I would suggest better than anywhere else in the country. Or Edmonton does too, but Alberta, they know the game. I think in Toronto, they're just Leaf fans. They don't know hockey. There's a difference. And it's tough to see where the Flames are at. And again, it's a little like Jays fans who don't want to admit that they put the cart before the horse and they get too excited. That's, they're like Ryder fans that get their hopes up just to get cr crushed. The Flames fans don't want to, I don't think, admit that they're in a really, really, really bad spot. They're in a really bad spot because you fired Daryl Sutter because he was the problem. Brad Tree Living left because he was a problem. They basically cleaned house, Darren, and they're still losing. Johnny Gaudreau didn't want to be there, so he's gone. Kachuk didn't, clearly didn't want to be there. He's gone. What the hell, man? If they lost again, they're not going to make the playoffs, the Flames. Tough. What, what, uh, yeah, they don't have any choice but to deal off all these guys at the deadline. They don't have a choice. It's, I do feel bad for them. I know. And you start looking at where the next core is going to come from and the identity of this team. And you probably have to build around Dustin Wolf and as being the core and kind of look two years from now as kind of your time to go again. So what can you do to, to reload and deal off assets and get to that position? Because it's tough when you're looking at moral victories. We gave up a three-goal lead, but hey, good, good that Kadri had a great game and these things are going well and the moral victories suck. Um, I still think there's enough talent here to get into the playoffs and get things moving, but they're going to have to make some really tough, tough uh, decisions on what they want to do moving forward with that organization. Guy, guy, they've had talent for a long time. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, what does my guy Donald Narcisse say down there in Houston? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Bingo! That's from Narco, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So here's, the, here's if you really want to get depressed, which I don't, but you could sell off the Lindholms and the Hannafins and as long as you want and, and do a rebuild. There's still no guarantee that once you do a rebuild that you're going to be any better ever. Just because you're doing a rebuild doesn't, not, unless you have the right people doing the rebuild, don't mean spit. And I've been reading these articles and stuff, how John Bean, the president of the Flames, refused to say the word rebuild this summer when asked about it. Most teams don't. And for those that don't know, teams don't want to say they're going into a rebuild because you know what that does to the casual fans? The casual fans say, see ya. We'll see you in three years when you're done the rebuild. The extra money, the money that gets you stakes when you're out on a road trip or out for a business lunch comes from the uh, casual fans. When you get down to just the hardcores that are going to be there no matter what, whether you win or lose, that's when you're buying hamburger for lunch. The hardcore fans pay the bills. The casual fans that just come and go, whether you're winning or losing, those are the ones you kind of need to appease. <laughs> that's... You're welcome. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk.
but it's very true. Uh, Leafs, point on the road. Going to be happy with that? Nah? Yeah, that game kind of happened the way it probably should happen, you know, if that's the case. Austin Matthews scores, great. Was tied for the league leading goals. Tavares gets his two points to get to 1,000. Does it in Long Island, of all places, where he started his career. That's pretty cool and meaningful. And the Islanders get to win the game in overtime and stick it to John at the end, which they want to do. So everybody goes home happy. Isn't that kind of the idea? You guys both get a point. Islanders win at the end. Tavares gets yeah. his 1,000. We put a little bow on it. Uh, by the way, Reg Dunlop watching in Winnipeg says that agent for Tommy DeVito looks like the hired assassin slash bodyguard for Michael Corleone in Godfather Part 2. Again, I was watching the Dolphins game. I didn't see this agent. My guy Chris from the Bronx, he's my eyes and he, he's my eyes on whatever goes on in New York. He was telling me about the agent. I didn't even know. I just looked it up once we got to air. I'm like, is literally this guy for real like this is this is this is a movie right you know that I know. this is a real life movie that they're living in tommy cutlets at the podium after just leading the giants to an improbable victory on monday night football what the hell <laughs> this is real life the agent and before what? he goes to the press conference you're gonna get paid now tommy it's good for business. It's good for business. It's good for business. Is that what he's referring to? I don't Nobody know. That's all to? I can guess. Uh, I didn't know. I thought he was maybe talking about, uh, I don't know, selling pastrami, you know. I just, I'm a big Andrew Dice Clay fan. Always have been for a long time. You want to judge me because of that? Go ahead. I remember one time I left my, eight, my Dice cassette tape in the deck of my 1984 Mustang L. And my dad got in the car <laughs> and was, when I say I left it in, I didn't pop eject. So dad got in the car, he's driving around listening to my dice tape. Oh! And dad comes home, he goes, you find that asshole funny? Yo, dad, it's not real. Like he's a comedian. But I'll never forget him talking about New York. He's like, I'll never forget. He's like, you probably heard it. He's like, why would you come to New York for a holiday and fight every degenerate in the streets? So, of course, by the time I get to New York, that's what I think about. It smells like bodily fluids. It's too many people. The weather really isn't great. Why would you come to New York? George Hamilluck says the agent looked like a blues brother. Again, again, this is for real, man. New York Post has great stories on it. End quotes. It's New York needed a story like this, and they got it. Okay, point three. Julius Randle scored 34 points. Quentin Grimes had a season-high 19, and New York shook off some bad injury news to beat the Toronto Raptors 136-130 in the NBA, but we're not an NBA show. And I'm going to move on to point four, which is, I guess in all caps, I've got Toronto Heat because we got blasted by uh, Jays fans and the Toronto people. I don't know if that includes you or not, uh, Darren, if you're now a Toronto person. People need to understand something, particularly the wonderful folks working in Game Plus right now. I like Toronto, and I like Toronto people. I don't love it, but I like it. There's a lot of places I don't like 
but Toronto's not that. People, and, and by the way, when I said it's their own fault, it's their own fault that they got their hopes up too high. That's all that I was saying. And I understand people weren't going to understand that from a meme. I don't care if you didn't understand what I was coming from. I sure as hell don't care if you don't like me. The point is, don't get your hopes up so high. And just so you know, in life, I have no expectations of anybody or anything. And because of that, I never get let down. Ever. See where I'm coming from? But they didn't yeah. understand that. So I, I, like, I like Toronto. I, I, like their, I love the Blue Jays. That's our team. I do. But I never thought Otani. From the moment I heard that he might consider the Blue Jays, I'm like, oh, there's no way. And if he did, in fact, use them as leverage, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. And Mike Wilner's coming up next to talk about this. He'll have some, a great take on it. But you on the Otani thing, you, we're going to be hearing about this probably forever. What do you think? At the, at the end of the day, it was a really fun afternoon following social media and the frenzy, and it was a lot of fun. But this is exactly what I talk about um, when we talk about where does a lot of depression, anxiety uh, come from, expectations versus reality. When you set expectations that aren't reasonable and reality inevitably fails to meet those expectations, you're going to be upset. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be let down. You're going to have anxiety, right? And I think a lot of fans uh, kind of thought it was signed, sealed, delivered. They got excited. They bought their season tickets. They were getting Otani inscribed on their jerseys. And when it didn't happen, that leaves you with a big hole to fill. So I think it's a lesson in setting healthier expectations. Uh, but as they say, if you, you fail, the mistakes, the lessons will repeat themselves until you finally learn it. And they just don't ever get it. Okay, I'll see you in an hour or two. You bet. Very much looking forward to Mike Wilner's take coming up after this from the Deep Left Field podcast. We are live on the Game Plus television network, Canada-wide and on the air in 31 U.S. states on TV. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Ye old RP show continues. By the way, there are 10 NHL games tonight. Both our Florida teams are on the road. The Panthers are at... The crack and the lightning are at the Canucks, so it's going to be a late one. Leaves at the Rangers, Flames at Vegas. We'll look ahead to all those next hour. The game of the night, Chicago at Edmonton. Hour one of the program is for looking back. Last night or the weekend, as it were, as we bring in Mike Wilner 
from, I almost said Chase Talk. Sorry, Mike, that's where I know you from, the Deep Left Field podcast. Hey, Mike, that's a bit of a smile, a bit of a smile there. Um, what was your take on the Shohei Otani chase, the subsequent heartbreakingness, the news that he's going to the Dodgers? What's your take on how everything played out, if you don't mind? Uh, you know, honestly, I think it was a, a fait accompli from the beginning after, you know, stuff we've we've discovered over the last few days. Otani wanted to go to the Dodgers. He always wanted to go to the Dodgers. And uh, it was just up to his agent to try to extricate the absolute highest amount of money he could get from them. And he did. Um, I think he might have been willing to let the Blue Jays make their case and try to convince him. To change his mind, he did go to Dunedin, and that's not insignificant. You don't fly all the way across the country to tour spring training site just to get someone to add a few million dollars to the offer that they're making you. But I, I think uh, from the beginning, he wanted to go to the Dodgers, and I mean, the Blue Jays threw everything they had at him. So I'm assuming there's nothing they could have done to change his mind. Hey, all right. Sorry, Mike. I apologize. A bit of an audio issue on my end, as uh, certainly not you. But uh, hey, we caught everything of what you said, that it was a fait accompli. What I will ask you this now, did the Blue Jays dodge a bullet by not signing him and being saddled with a massive contract they would have struggled to pay? Paid it. I mean, they, Rogers has all the money in the world. Um, I think that people are sort of uh, comforting themselves now with this idea that they dodged a bullet since it was $700 million, but it's not $700 million in uh, real money, in 2023 money. As we've learned, now Shohei Otani is only going to make $2 million each year for the first 10 years of the contract um, and $68 million for each of the next 10 years after that. So there's tons of deferred money. 97% of the contract is deferred. It's future value. So uh, they'll be able, the Dodgers will be able to invest that money and make money on it um, until that point in time. And really the present value of the money is only about 400 only. It's only about $460 million American. Um, and it's, it's not at all, um, uh, uh, a yoke on the back of the LA Dodgers and it wouldn't have been on the Blue Jays either if he had uh, done the same sort of thing with deferrals um, it would have been actually pretty great to only be paying him two million dollars a year and worry about the rest of the money later um, uh, but yeah don't don't think for a second that Rogers couldn't have afforded this and I think they probably would have offered uh, made a, a very similar offer if not the same offer money wise um, yeah, it's 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 always a good thing to add the best player in the history of the sport, period, especially in a cap-free uh, situation and especially in a situation where he doesn't really cost you anything for 10 years. Well, I'll be honest. This is why I like having you on, Mike, because I don't follow it as closely. It's your thing. You know, hockey is mine and football. And that seems odd to me that he would sign a contract like that, but I'm sure he has his reasons. Uh, Apparently it was his idea. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it was his. He yeah, makes you know more money that? off the field. Yeah, he makes more money off the field than anybody else in, uh, in baseball. So he's not really worried. Like he could make nothing playing baseball and still, or make nothing from the team and still have a, a rather handsome living. Um, so I, 
you know, apparently this was his idea. He wanted to make sure not to hamstring the team from adding more and um, and whatever luxury tax issues they might have had. Uh, so I'm sure it would have been the same had he come to Toronto. I appreciate you outlining that. It's like Rob Gronkowski with the Patriots. Never has cashed one paycheck in his career with the New England Patriots because he was living off endorsement money and he was doing just fine. It's certainly not unheard of. Now, um, to the injury, though, and the Tommy John surgery, obviously the Dodgers would not have not done their due diligence on this, but there's really no guarantee. What, what do you think that are the chances that he comes back as the player that he was at his best? Um, I think they're reasonable. I don't think there's a good chance that it happens for 10 years, that, that he's that good for that long. Um, but he, you know, he still led the major leagues in home runs last year despite missing a month. Um, and he still hit for a couple of weeks after the elbow blew and he needed the surgery and it was fine. So he's not going to pitch in 2024 at all. Um, and he's expecting to come back and pitch in 2025. We don't know if he had Tommy John surgery or not. We know he had a procedure on his elbow. Uh, it's he probably had that internal brace thing that they're they're starting to do now uh, as an alternative to Tommy John. But Tommy John surgeries and elbow ligament replacement surgeries have become pretty routine, and most pitchers come back from one pretty easily. Two inside six years, it's a lot tougher to do, so we'll see. And maybe he winds up just being a power reliever, um, and maybe the elbow blows again and he can't pitch again. And, and if that happens, you've still got a fantastic hitter, and you probably put him out on the field defensively. Maybe he becomes a left fielder. Maybe he becomes a first baseman if he can't pitch. Um, and certainly he's one of the fastest players in the game, and he played the outfield in Japan, so we expect that he'd be able to do that. Um, but you're not getting the unicorn that you thought you would get. But I think at least for a few years he'll, he'll be able to do some pitching. I actually like the fact that we have you for a little more time than normal here because of the commercial snafu. And I won't keep you too much longer than normal, Mike, but I, just, I can ask you a few more questions. Like on ESPN Radio this, more, or this week, I was listening out for a run, and they were saying why the Dodgers haven't won more in their time because they should to the Dodgers. And uh, in my mind, a voice went off, it's not easy to win. And one of the analysts said exactly that. It's very hard to win. But how you must be in these conversations. So that should the Dodgers have more World Series trophies in their mantle case than they do? I mean, it's really, really, really hard to win. And the best teams often don't. And, you know, none of the none of the teams that won over 100 games this year made it out of the first round of the playoffs because baseball is um, unlike any other sport in that a bad team beats or, sorry, a team will beat, well, it's true either way, but let's say it this way. A team will beat a better team a lot like a lot, like 45 plus percent of the time, where that doesn't happen in the other sports. In basketball, if you have a really good team at home against a really bad team, the really good team's gonna win like 98% of the time, if not more. Football, the same way, a really good team at home against a, a team that's not very good. Hockey, it's a little closer, but it's still, you know, a good team, a team will beat the team that it's better than two thirds of the time at least. In baseball, it's about 55%, maybe. 
Um, and, you know, you could take the Colorado Rockies or the Pittsburgh Pirates and put them up against the Dodgers in a three-game series, and they'll win a few times out of ten, uh, two or three times out of ten. So baseball is that difficult to master. It's that unpredictable. Uh, you often at the mercy of a really good pitcher. Like, remember when the Blue Jays had Roy Halladay, and the Blue Jays were a very mediocre team. And they, for Roy Halladay's career, they played about 440, I think, baseball when he wasn't pitching. When he was, they were the best team in the major leagues over his career. So th that, that kind of thing can make a real difference. But there's a reason there have been 16 different World Series champions in the last 23 years. It's because it's really, 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 really hard to win a best th three out of five, a best four out of seven, even if you're the much better team. So... Uh, I mean, I look at the playoffs, I look at the playoffs as a separate tournament. You know, you play 162 games, you find out who the best teams are, and then they play a tournament in October, and whoever wins that tournament is the champion. So is the, you know, were the Texas Rangers the best team in Major League Baseball in 2023? Absolutely not. They had one more win than the Toronto Blue Jays over 162 games. Were they the best team in October? No question about it. Absolutely. But this year in the World Series, we had a fifth seed against a sixth seed because it's so hard to win. And there's so much randomness and there's so much luck that's involved in winning any single baseball game in any short series. So yeah, the Dodgers have been the best team in the major leagues for a very long time with only one World Series to show for it. They were cheated out of one, potentially. But the other one came you know, the, the one they got came in that 60-game 2020 season where nothing was real anyway. So, um, yeah, you got you to gotta look at baseball differently. And I know a lot of people don't like to do that. The champion of baseball is more often than not, not the best team. But they were the best in October. Are you a Maritimer by trade, by chance? Born and raised and lived right here in Toronto for... Almost the entirety of my life. Okay. You slipped in an R there, almost like a pirate, like Maritimers do. So I, I apologize if I misheard. Uh, and well, then you had the dream job, have the dream job, uh, talking and covering the Blue Jays. And just speaking of that, in the time, you know, just a couple minutes, uh, on the Jays looking ahead, they've been in the playoffs here consistently, but <clears throat> have not been winning. I mean, I don't understand baseball culture at all. So is that good enough? How should, how should Jays fans be looking at the track record here recently and looking ahead of how this team's built? I mean, it's good that they've been in the playoffs three of the last four years, and, and the other time they missed by one game. It's, it's, it's really good, especially when you think back, right, to 1994 to 2014, when they were only in a playoff race twice. And, and they were never closer than three games out with two weeks left in the season. In the last four seasons, the Blue Jays have never played a regular season game in which they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, they've never played a meaningless game in that you're going home at the end of the season no matter what. I mean, I used to be able to make my October plans in July, in June, because I knew uh, nothing was happening. And now it's been... You know, after game 162 for the last four years, the Blue Jays have either been in the playoffs or not yet known whether they were going to be in the playoffs, which is incredible. But they're 0-6 in the playoffs, which is terrible. 
Uh, and you would imagine, you know, we were just talking about how hard it is to win. You would imagine by random chance that they would have had at least a win or two in the playoffs, even if they were going to lose all those series over the the three times that they've been in. So it's great that they've been in. It's terrible that they haven't won. It's not just bad luck, although there's some bad luck that's been involved in such things. Um, but it's not good enough. It's it's not good enough. What the Blue Jays have, they've jumped up from that level of where it was, you know, let's just have some meaningful baseball in September, which is what the cry was for 20 years. Let's just have September baseball. It's something other than just playing spoiler. That's not good enough now. Now let's have some meaningful October baseball. Let's um, Let's see them get beyond the first round, make uh, a charge into the second round. And look, we just saw a fifth and sixth seed, like I said, play in the World Series. So nobody thought the Arizona Diamondbacks were going to get to the World Series when the playoffs started. Nobody thought the Texas Rangers were going to get to the World Series when the playoffs started. Last year, nobody thought the Phillies were going to get to the World Series when the playoffs started. That bad taste that you can have after a mediocre season where you sneak into the playoffs can be washed away in a heartbeat. And it was in Texas and it was in Arizona. Although in Arizona, they weren't expecting anything. So I don't think there was a bad taste. But all you got to do is get on a run in October. And I believe that the Blue Jays have been capable of doing that each of the three postseasons they've been in. And in 2021, when they missed, they were the team that nobody wanted to play in the playoffs. So it, it really, you can't build a team to say, this team is going to be successful in the playoffs. You know, I heard... For years and years and years, when the Blue Jays were this slugging team that always fell short, that pitching and defense is what wins in the playoffs. Well, the Blue Jays had the best pitching and defense in the major leagues this season. They didn't win in the playoffs. Home runs win in the playoffs. That's what wins. Um, and the Blue Jays didn't hit enough home runs this year, and they only scored one run in the playoffs and didn't hit a homer. Uh, so they've built those slugging teams that haven't succeeded. They've built the great pitching and defense team that hasn't succeeded. They've got to find a way to, to thread that needle, and hopefully they're going to be able to do it this offseason, though it's a difficult road with Otani and Soto off the board. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. And... You know, you're never going to know in April. You're never going to know in May. You're never going to know at the end of September. Baseball is a game that requires a great deal of patience. Um, and letting a season play out, letting the playoffs play out, there's no way to, to win a championship on paper. Absolutely none. Wonderful update and analysis. Mike, thanks for doing this with us. Uh, happy Hanukkah, as I see. We'll chat with you in 2024. All right. Thanks, Rod. Mike Wilner for the Deep Left Field Podcast. I'm going to push our sports updates. Well, I guess we can get into uh, some of the Florida Gators formally announced Los Angeles Chargers assistant Will Harris as the team's secondary coach on Monday, the 36-year-old. And there's a reason I'm saying this. Harris replaces Corey Raymond, who was fired two days after the Gators ended the season with a fifth consecutive loss and no bowl appearance for the third time since 1990. He's a former Edmonton Eskimo in 2010, if you remember. Will Harris. Five NBA games tonight. Raptors have the night off. We'll talk more about it all next hour. Sport type state updates are for Common Crown Brewing and Landmark Cinemas. And we'll see you after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.